0: Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. In today's text from Leviticus 18, we learn more of the laws that the Lord is putting before his people, particularly this time the the laws about sex for his people. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, I am Yahweh your God. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt where you lived, and you shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan to which I am bringing you. You shall not walk in their statutes, You shall follow my rules and keep my statutes and walk in them. I am Yahweh your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am Yahweh. None of you shall approach any one of his close relatives to uncover nakedness. I am Yahweh. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father, which is the nakedness of your mother. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife, it is your father's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your sister, your father's daughter or your mother's daughter whether brought up in the family or in another home. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your son's daughter or of your daughter's daughter, for their nakedness is your own nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, brought up in your father's family, since she is your sister. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister, she is your father's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is your mother's relative. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. That is, you shall not approach his wife, she is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law, she is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her nakedness, You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife, it is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and of her daughter, and you shall not take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are relatives, it is depravity. And you shall not take a woman as a rival wife to her sister, uncovering her nakedness while her sister is still alive. You shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness while she is in her menstrual uncleanness, And you shall not lie sexually with your neighbor's wife, and so make yourself unclean with her. You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Molech, and so profane the name of your God. I am Yahweh. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman, as it it is an abomination. And you shall not lie with any animal, and so make yourself unclean with it. Neither shall any woman give herself to an animal to lie with it. It is perversion. Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these things, for by all these things the nations I am driving out before you have become unclean, and the land became unclean, so that I punished its iniquity, and the land vomited out its inhabitants. But you shall keep my statutes and my rules, and do none of these abominations, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For the people of the land who were before you did all of these abominations, so that the land became unclean, lest the land vomit you out when you make it unclean, as it vomited out the nation that was before you. For everyone who does any of these abominations, the persons who do them shall be cut off from among their people. So keep my charge never to practice any of these abominable customs that were practiced before you, and never to make yourselves unclean by them. I am Yahweh your God. This is the word of the Lord. The basis of the law, as the Lord gives the law to his people, it's him, right? I am Yahweh your God. This is the basis. This is why he stands before them. This is why he can say such a thing. They are his. He has rescued them out of the land of Egypt, so they are not to do the things that the Egyptians do. He is going to drive out the Canaanites in order to give this new promised land to them, so they shouldn't do the things that Canaanites do they should obey the rules of the lord because he is the one who has created them he is the one who has redeemed them he is the one who is caring for them i mean this is this is very basic right here I and mean, you've got a parallel with parents right and children in the home the children they obey their parents they listen to the law that their parents have i mean whatever the rules of the house are that's what that's what the child is supposed to do Because the parent is the one who has brought them into the world. The parent is the one who is seeking to care for them and encourage them in years to come. There's also something deeper to this, though. And that is, if Yahweh is God, right? I mean, as Christians, we confess that he is. It doesn't really matter what we think of his law. If he is God, then his law is law. And we do whatever it is that he gives us to do so that's that's in part of what we're seeing here and it's not just this section either right it it follows through in other places as well so if a person does them so does the law of the lord he shall live by them there are promises connected to keeping the law now as you think about today's chapter really it's it's almost revenge right if If you were to uncover the nakedness, that is, have sex with, um, one of these relatives, one of these close neighbors, and most of them, okay, they are all close neighbors, that's part of the problem, but many of them are already married, I mean, part of this is revenge. Right? You commit adultery, you get killed. That happens today, too. I mean, how many, how many murders are crimes of passion, as they get called sometimes? So. If you follow God's law, you live longer. If you're not murdering people, you're not going to get murdered in response. If you're not going to commit adultery with someone else's wife, then they're less likely to come and kill you. There's some basic common sense to some of this stuff, right? All right, so this first section then, verses 6 through 18, is going to provide us with a list of people that you cannot have sex with. The phrase uncovered nakedness is a reference to having sex together. And it is close relatives. Now, why would it be close relatives? That's an interesting conversation point. It likely has to do with something that we're very aware of historically and culturally today. This is incest, right? These are laws against incest, by and large. This is the first time that's appeared in Scripture. And The way that I've taught this before, consider when Adam and Eve were first created and they bore sons, Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. God drove Cain away. They bore another son, Seth, right? So you've got Cain and Seth still living. Adam and Eve have other sons and daughters. They have other children. Those children marry each other because they're the only people on earth. They marry one another. They have children. Is that, is that grotesque? (laughs) In our own minds, it might be still, um, but what's conditioned our minds to see it as such? In part because God himself says so, but he doesn't say this for some 3,000 years after creation. Um, I go with the date for creation, probably 4700s BC, um, and this is going to be 1400s BC when Moses is recording this. So, what's the difference? The fall into sin in Genesis chapter 3 broke mankind just broke us completely, and that would include our DNA. We know that when a man and a woman have a child together, that child is basically 50-50, half of dad's DNA, half of mom's DNA, creating this new person. So the two becoming one flesh, um, marriage, picture that God uses in Genesis 2, very neatly portrays itself again as the child. So man, woman, child. The two become one. In that child really neat stuff but um so what what i'm saying here then suggesting is that in the earliest days of creation incest is not against the law because the dna is not that far broken but as dna gets broken as we keep going so each generation is more broken than the one before it in that way we have come to learn that the closer that broken dna is To the other broken dna it's brought together with it amplifies the brokenness so whatever was wrong in my genetics if i were to have married my sister then together a child would have whatever that genetic problem was exponentially it would it would damage the child greatly whereas if i marry outside of my family as i did um, with my bride then what was broken in my genetics isn't broken in her genetics as much, and she's got something else instead. And so as we, as we married and had children, then the brokenness is, I don't know, mitigated? It's, it's lessened in that way to the point where it's not it's not built up. We have seen this with, with royal dynasties. The Habsburg dynasty, for example, is well known for this to the point where some of the later generations of their children Um, all born in incest these children couldn't even speak not even when they grew up to be adults because their bodies were so deformed from from that so that's the picture here over time the brokenness of creation is increasing it's getting worse that would fit with second timothy three which tells us that evil is going from bad to worse it does not fit with our culture's viewpoint of evolution that says everything is getting better so, the Lord here, now 3,000 plus years into his creation's history, forbids incest. In part, likely, uh, again, to, for the betterment of his people, for the care of his people. So, that's the close relatives part of this. And now you get the list, right? You are not to have sex with your mom, or your sister, or your grandchildren. Or your sister, again, in verse 11, but this one born by a different mother. So if your dad has multiple wives, polygamy might be in play in this chapter here. If, you're, if your dad were to have two wives, whether at the same time or not, you're born of one, a daughter's born of the other, you're not to have sex with that person because she is your sister. That's the text there. Um, your father's sister, your mother's sister, aunts, your father's brother's wife again aunt so you don't have sex with them your daughter-in-law she's married to your son so that would be adultery don't do that right um your brother's wife that's just as your brother your don't uh, verse 17 a little different don't have sex with a woman and also her child her daughter or, it goes a generation further, and lists the grandchild as well. Because they are related. And that is depravity, as it's called here. You shall not take a woman as a rival wife to her sister while her sister is still alive. So there's an exception to that one. If you marry a woman and she dies, then you can marry her sister after that. And that, that would be okay but not while they're living, because then that just will cause quarrels. Rachel and Leah, right, from Genesis chapter 29, they've got a history of this in Israel. So lots here. I will mention that it is not, this text is not really spoken about women, right? This text is spoken to men, addressed to men, um, and that's why all the I don't want to say objects of sex, but the people that you would have sex with, are female in the text, for that reason. You could make a list on the other side as well, but it's a patriarchal society that this is being written to and for. Maybe one positive way to talk about this text is a family together. Here's a list of who you can't marry. How do you go about finding a spouse? So to your son, how how should we find a wife for you? To your daughter, how should we find a husband for you? And note the way I just phrased that. It it is a family business, right? Um, this is not, as America teaches it. America teaches date break up, date break up, date break up, over and over and over again. You're learning how to break off relationships. You're not learning how to make them last. So instead, there are better ways. find a spouse and to include your parents in it because your parents love you and they want what's best for you so if you are working as a team with your parents to find a spouse that's going to be helpful so this might be a good opportunity to have some conversations around that Um, we can do so elsewhere in scripture too but a chance for you today next is verse 19 that you shall not have sex with a woman while she's on her we would say her period so her menstrual uncleanness So there is a stretch of the month where husband and wife are not to engage in sex together. If we combine that with 1 Corinthians chapter 7, where we're not to withhold ourselves from one another except for a time of prayer. If you're going to follow Leviticus 18, 19 here, then you would have to spend that time in prayer. This is an Old Testament purity law, so I'm not going to say you necessarily have to follow this law today. Your neighbor's wife is listed here, that is sixth commandment, right? Adultery you shall not commit. Then we shift a little bit away from sex. We shift to well the offspring, so the result of sex and marriage, which is children, you shall not take your children and offer them to Molech. This is a this was an unfortunate thing um, that happened throughout a lot of their history. Uh, The Israelites got to see this several times because it's not just Molech. There's another false god named Kamash, where this was part of their pagan practice as well. But they actually sacrificed children to their false gods. And, I mean, Israel gets involved in it after a while. In the valley to the south of Jerusalem, called the Valley of the Sons of Hinnom. it becomes known as Gehenna, um, and it is. It is there that many Israelites were participating in this practice, and that's why that valley, Gehenna, in the New Testament is, well, by Jesus, it's basically treated as hell because that's the way that culturally it had become viewed by the people who so abhorred that practice um, that some of their fellow Israelites had, had committed. So Jesus just picks up on that use of the language and calls it hell, basically. So don't offer your children as sacrifices. Unfortunately, that practice is strong today. Now, it might not be a pagan ritual, but it's happening. 63 million in the United States in the last 50 years alone. Abortion is simply the modern day equivalent of this practice. The idol, instead of being a statue of Molech, the idol is called sexual liberty. The ability to have pleasure however we want, whenever we want. So, this is a, a great danger to the world and to our faith. Verse 22. Oh, sorry, verse 21. Instead of offering your children to Molech, that profanes God's name. Note how God immediately after says that it would profane his name, he says his name. I am. Yahweh, And I know we have them messed up in English, but Yahweh is the divine name that he gave to us to call him. So don't profane my name. Here it is. Remember my name. Verse 22 is another modern day issue as well. Uh, To not lie with a male as a woman, it is an abomination. So again, this text is written to the man, to the head of the household. So do not have sex with another man. Homosexuality forbidden by the Old Testament scripture. It is not only the Old Testament, though. Um, You'll pick up conversations around that in the New Testament as well, which is one of the ways people in the Christian church sometimes look at the law. Basically, if the Old Testament law is spoken again in the New Testament, then that law is still in play. But if it's not spoken again, then it's considered one of those ceremonial or civil laws of the people of Israel that they had when they followed Yahweh um, directly as his people and his nation. So... That is an intriguing way to look at things. I don't want to get too much into it today, though. Bestiality is verse 23, so you should not have sex with animals. This time we actually have neither show a woman give herself to an animal. So that's that's the first time we've turned the direction around here um, and put the woman in as the subject instead of the man. The last paragraph is going to take and bring us really back to the first paragraph. Why not do these things? Why not follow the people of Canaan? Well, here's what happened to the people of Canaan. God punished them for these very sins. These are the things they were doing. They got punished for it. They were driven out of their land. So this is a question then for your children. God is punishing Canaan because of the sins that those people committed. What is going to happen to Israel if they keep doing the sins that Canaan did? well, they're going to have the same result, right? They're going to get cast out just like Canaan got cast out. But on the opposite, what happens? What will happen to Israel if they do the things God is giving them to do? That goes back to verse 5. Uh, if a person does them, he shall live by them. Unfortunately, as we know with sin, the Israelites did not keep this, and the land vomits them out. Being vomited out sounds a lot like Jonah, doesn't it? vomited out of the giant fish. Anyway, 722 BC and 587 BC, respectively, for the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, cast out, vomited out as the Assyrians and the Babylonians destroy them and carry them off to the east into exile. So keep the Lord's law and live. Don't keep it and perish. We ourselves We have all failed we have all fallen short of god's law and we are perishing but christ has redeemed us for which we rejoice i do want to just finally point out as we wrap today that the text begins and ends in the same fashion i am yahweh your god that's the basis for the law he is our creator he is our redeemer and so we hear his word and we trust in him amen Amen.